Do you have a dream home that you would like to build? Or maybe you want to renovate your existing home to create that dream home? My next guest is just the designer you need, Ario Falakru. He listens to his clients' stories and their goals, then helps them with outside-the-box thinking to achieve a design that is unique and stands out. What he most enjoys about his work is surprising his clients with his ideas to put style into their lifestyle. Join me today as I interview Ario Falakru. Welcome back to Pursuing Profit with Principles. We're so glad you decided to join us today. I have a wonderful guest with me today that we, you and I together, are going to get to learn a lot about because uh, he's a fairly new acquaintance in my life, but I'm really excited about the work that he is doing. So our guest today is Ario Falakru. Falakru? I think I said that right. <laughs> and uh, Ario is... Um, He's in a very interesting profession. So first of all, he's an author, he's an inventor, and he's a home designer with over 34 years of progressive experience in architectural and interior designs. Now, I'm not going to share a lot about what he's doing with you because I want him to tell his own story. But trust me, you're going to be impressed with what he's doing, and you're going to love this. So stick with us. So, Audio, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're so glad that you're here. Well, let's start with learning more about you. So will you tell our audience, please, a little bit about yourself and your journey that has brought you to this place in your life? Yes. Um, I I don't know if I have to start with my education or my life. So, yeah, I started um, learning about architecture when I was writing my exam. And I love from the first moment that I learned about what I'm learning. And... <laughs> Eventually, it was uh, a roller coaster uh, environment for me to to grow and learn and become who I wanted to become. Uh, of course, at the beginning, there was uh, some idols in my life that I wanted to be, like Frank uh, uh, Wright, uh, mm. or many other uh, icons like that. But eventually, when you start the the your profession you uh, come across to many uh, blockades and uh, you know, difficulties that it, it is not as easy as you think, because especially when you want to run a business, it's a whole lot different than you're running a business. At the same time, you want to be artistic and you want to add value to your work. And at the same time, you want to deal with the client that they're short either in the budget or short in uh, ideas and they don't want to think outside the box or don't want to think away from normality. So, and eventually when I started building my family and especially when I immigrated to North America, it was a whole lot of more difficulties to deal with than you. I was again part of that normality of day-to-day -day job until I hired a, a business coach. <laughs> That was basically my turning point. I'm not trying to uh, encourage people at the moment to just buy the, the, the business coach. But to be honest with you, it, it was a turning point in my life. What happened that I decided to hire um, somebody uh, to help me out with my business? Uh, or uh, I can call it, it was not just business coach. It was uh, 
At first, I hired somebody to help me with uh, personal development, which basically opened up my uh, vision, uh, my hidden desire of being somebody who uh, leave, leaves uh, his footprint in the, the society living in, the environment in general, the universe we're living in. And uh, I found out um, all my dreams were uh, hidden and because I was so busy in the, the job, uh, even though I was running my own business, but still uh, you were so uh, consumed by day-to-day uh, -day activities that you forget about what you want to be. Um, of course, developing the business is important, but you have to first develop your personality. You have to find out who you are and where you want to go and how you want to achieve the discipline of the, the new lifestyle that you want to get into. So as a result of that, it ended up to hiring a business development uh, that uh, helped me to take my business to the next level, ask for more. I, when I read your website, you and you say, ask, charge more. That is exactly what happened to me. I mean, I was so modest and uh, naive and asking for uh, so little for the services that I was providing that I find out. And as a matter of fact, they opened my eyes. You know what? Some people think that you're, not, you're worthless if you ask less so you have to understand the value that you're offering to uh, people in their life in their lifestyle and of course i was working for so long in this business and i accumulated so much experience in my uh, during the, my work but i never was able to uh, promote those uh, experiences or take advantage of those experiences and teach people how they can take advantage of my experience in their lifestyle and how they can become better or live in a better environment by just taking a ride of my experiences and how I learned things and how they can benefit. So as a result of that, I, uh, as, my, as a result of that coaching, I started writing and, uh, you know, meditation was one of the major uh, point, uh, point of uh, changes that I had in my life. Uh, so by meditating every single day, I was able to uh, connect to divine, connect to the universe around, and I was receiving the messages. Even though as a designer, you usually think that this, these ideas comes from you, but it's not correct. Regardless of you do meditation or not, you're still connected to divine. You're connected to the uh, ether around us, to the universe around. But meditation makes makes it a lot easier. And, it does. And you can be a different person, to be honest with you, when um, you do the uh, routine meditation. I think that's, that's true. I think that's true. It's something I've struggled with to get it into a routine but I definitely have been able to tell the differences during the periods of times that I was doing it more actively and doing it on a daily basis. I could definitely tell that difference. I, th I think that's really true. Um, and folks, I did not coach him to talk about business coaches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to, to get into it, but that is okay. true. That is true. Yeah, it's a turning uh, point. 
for yeah. sure. Absolutely. And the same has been true for me. Um, would not have gotten to where I am without the coaches that have been in, in my life. And I still have coaches. And I well, imagine you many, still do. too. How many successful uh, athletes you saw that they were successful without having a coach? Exactly. And if you look in the sports world, they have multiple coaches. You know, and and we do too. And you'll find that coaches probably have more coaches than anybody else on the planet. Well, I have a coach for personal. I have a coach for business. I have a coach for uh, marriage. Uh, all that kind of, there you, you need go. a lot of coaches, man. <laughs> And, and, you know, coaches bring a different perspective, but they also help you find those answers within yourself, too. Would you agree with that? Of course. Of course. Yeah. It opens up your perspective of what you had in mind, but it was always hidden. You, you know, it opens up. It creates that, opens up those holes that you never thought of that exist or the, the questions that... Uh, You never ask yourself, but the coach sees from different perspective, from different view. Yeah. One of the things you said also that I really want to come back and touch on a bit is that up until that point when you hired that coach, uh, and maybe, and I may have the timeline wrong, so correct me, but that you'd forgotten about what you want to be. You were involved with the day-to-day, the ups and downs, the just making it through, trying to make a success of things and, and doing all of that. And that once you hired that coach and got that clarity, would that be a correct statement? Exactly. Once you got that clarity, now you were able to bring your vision back into your life and work towards your vision and your goals, your purpose and your passion. Would that be correct? Yes. See, um, If I didn't have the coach, I never, I mean, uh, my business coach, uh, I have to be more specific because one lead to the other. My personal right. coach yeah. eventually lead me to a uh, business coach, which was a right. mastermind group. Um, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't write a book. And why right. is it important to write a book? Because, see, I was a person within the society that I'm working, living in, the, 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 within maybe couple of miles away around my residence or my workplace, not a couple, but like maybe 100 miles around. But with writing a book, you know, with, when I design home, I might be able to design a home for, as I said, 100 people around, 100 miles around myself. Right. But with writing a book, I'm able to uh, share my experiences, share my stories, share my wisdom to broader audiences yeah. all around the world thanks yeah. to international Amazon, yeah can help you to reach the, the unlimited uh yeah. audiences what is the name of your book how do you beyond ages a smooth transition to independent living yeah one more time beyond ages beyond ages okay a smooth transition to an independent living excellent Uh, we will, folks, we'll have that down in the show notes and how you can get access to that book. We'll make sure that you know that. We'll talk about it a little bit more at the end of this show, but we'll make sure that it's in the show notes as well. Um, that, that's awesome. And when did you put your book? When did you publish your book or, or write your book? I started about a year ago. It took a, a year to, um, I go every day for a run. And during the run, that was the time that my brain was, it's like in the morning, 
is brain yeah. opens up with the right. And I got most of the ideas from there, and I had help from different uh, like ghostwriters, uh, editors, right. and uh, bring the bring the stories that I had uh, up to my from my memory. You know, they were sitting back in the, my head, but I never were it was able to visualize them or verbalize them at the, at the end of the day to write it on uh, an article or in a, in a right. book. So these people who basically were involved with my uh, journey, they helped me to, uh, by asking questions, what is the bug, what is that, or like basically different scenarios. So then uh, we end up to have, as a matter of fact, the good thing about this book is it's not the guidance only, uh, because sometimes uh, when you're talk, reading a book, it's just uh, how, to, how to do this, how to do that. It becomes a boring uh, book. This is uh, sharing stories of my other clients as well. Awesome. So it makes us both uh, how-to as well as stories of my previous clients. Yeah. And some of the other experiences that I had in a holistic way that I uh, come to the conclusion that how I come at it. Excellent. I, I love that approach to writing. I use that as well. You can see behind me here, there's a couple of books there that are mine. So my first book was Bulletproof Your Marriage, written that same way with interviews of couples around the world who had happy, successful marriages and using yeah. their stories as the springboard for a lot of that information. And then uh, I have another book coming up on grief that is the same format of doing all those interviews and, and uh, pulling it together. So I love that. And I think it makes it so much more um, engaging. Maybe yes. is the right word for That's your the audience. Exact right word, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Very good. So, um, what was the inspiration for you to actually start work on that book? What, what, what got you going in? Because, it, and and let me just preface this with that: it is a great tool for any. Uh, yeah business owner out there, but also for others, obviously, but it's a great tool to, as, as audio was saying, to get your word out far and wide. And, and we live in the oh. very best time in history to do that. Yeah. What happened is uh, my, uh, my goal is to build uh, or design homes uh, for uh, multi-billion dollar or billionaires, let's say, uh, build design homes out of, uh, ideas that is, uh, let's say, extraordinary. Okay. And in order to do that, or let's say at the same time, I want to be a celebrity designer, celebrity architect. My coach told me, you know, there's several levels to get to the celebrity status. You have to, first is a, a, a general practitioner. Right. It is an act, a, a specialist. Right then is an expert, right? and then is celebrity. So and what is that last one called again? A celebrity. A celebrity, like celebrity architect. Celebrity. 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 Got it. Sorry, every now and then the accent gets me just a little bit. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Celebrity status. The ladder that you have to uh, uh, basically uh, right. climb. Yes. I was a generalist. And right. I wanted to become more of uh, designing unique multi-million homes. But it says you're in the, here, the second step. 
you have to go to third. And in order to become to get to the third, you have to be a, an expert. And one of the ways to become an expert is writing book. Yes. In writing book. books, let's say. I, I'm, I have a couple of more books coming soon. So the, the, is this step is a very important step of anybody's uh, business. If you really want to be different, differentiated from any other competitors in your uh, business, of course, you can do all the marketing in the world. But when somebody is introducing you, an author, and all of a sudden the, 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 the ambiance changes, the, the environment, exactly. think about you a different way. If, if you take that word author and the word authority, author yeah. is a part of the word authority. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. you become that authority when you have that book out there. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that it's, it's really important for folks to realize that it is an avenue that they can pursue. And it's the bar for admission into that, if you will, has been lowered so much, you know, with now with self-publishing. When I first started working on publishing my first book, self-publishing wasn't quite as widely accepted as it is today. Um, you know, it was not easy. It was not, it was easy. not easy. Yeah, and, and it was now it's much easier. It was a lot riskier as well. See, I published. Uh, my wife is Mexican, uh, and then we uh, basically published uh, an annual media, let's say, directory magazine, uh, okay. which was basically self-publishing, but it was. Uh, it was supported by advertisers, and the the way that we distributed was just the local and by hand. So right. we were distributing about ten thousand or so per year. Right. But when I wanted to have a book that I want to reach the the globe, you cannot do it separate. I mean, you cannot just do the pub print and yeah, then you can't to no. sell it all around the world. Yeah. The, the good thing about Amazon is this gives you the platform and it makes everything so easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's of true. course, the first steps are a little difficult to to learn or have somebody sure. to do it for you. But then you've done it. Oh, my God, that was so easy. Yeah. It was a lot easier than uh, the books that I was every year about to uh, publish for my wife. Yeah. And, and again, we didn't plan to go down this road, but I'm going to stick a little plug in here for the publisher for my first book. Um, uh, and he put out a book called Publish, Promote, Profit that takes you step-by-step step through doing... Did I you, know. Do you I have know. Rob? <laughs> what was his name? I forgot. Rob Cosberg. And in fact, I'm interviewing Rob next Monday for this yeah. uh, for this podcast. But yeah, he put out a book that is a step-by-step -step process for getting it? your book say again did you use his service i i did use it he published my first book and it, oh, it was okay. an international bestseller that's uh, really nice. yeah it's we really were nice bestseller in five countries so yes. <laughs> yeah but it, it gives you step by step through 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 that now if if you need more then obviously he's there to to yeah. you know you can hire him for other levels of service through him but but if you want a primer on publishing your own book that's a great one um, yeah. you know, it's on my shelf for sure. And I went through it. I probably rewrote the thing three times, just taking notes because I learn best when I actually type it out while I'm learn while I'm hearing it. And so I, I would, I took copious notes from it because I learned better that way. And then, and then would go back and, and 
okay, do this step, do this step, do this step. <laughs> so have used it to publish some books. And uh, yeah, awesome. So um, you, uh, let's see, you, one of the things that you said to me in your bio is that you love outside the box thinking and stay away from routine and cookie cutting approaches. Talk to us about some of those outside of the box thoughts that you have. So when I said that I had idols like uh, Frank Lloyd Wright, why do you think he become who he is? When he designed the waterfall uh, house, uh, I mean, of course, it came into his mind like that in the flesh. Uh, he was supposed to design it for so long, and that he was procrastinating. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the homeowner wants to, to come and see this design. He just scrambled something within the, like a, uh, hours. He just designed something that was magnificent. Right. So, uh, when we, when we design, uh, we, the problem that I have is, I, you know, when we are designing something, we are stuck on things that we uh, are used to uh, or by our paradigm, it become part of our beliefs that all the houses should look like this. And if you drive in your neighborhood, you can see that the houses that has been built in different decades, yeah. most of them are look the same way. Like the right. 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Now they are down there is mishmash of different. Uh, right. So what makes that those trend to become like that? Because everybody wants to. Oh, let's say the builder comes uh, and wants to build a house, and the homeowner doesn't have a whole lot of idea what they want. So they just right. either uh, flip the magazines or check the neighbor neighborhood. And the, the builder doesn't want to bother to, to think so hard to make it the life for himself difficult because they want to have a uh, uh, rapid uh, profit. Right. So they hire a designer or an artist. If the designer or artist really wants to put something in fantastic to the neighborhood, they will really work hard to convince the client that think differently not to think this exactly like anybody else around you. So it is a very, excuse me, a very difficult job to do that because most of my, most of the clients want to, to visualize what they want to have in their house or basically the look of the house. And the difficulty is, for example, some of the, my beautiful houses that I did in the past, my client was asking, can you show me how it's gonna look like when it's real? Can you take me to a neighborhood and show me it? I said, I don't copy somebody else's design right. that I have to show you. At that time, the, the technology was not as uh, advanced as today. I, now right. I have access to uh, VR. I have to access access to 3D rendering, which is right. a lot cheaper and easier. Uh, I do reality rendering, and people, my clients, can see how it looks like, if, uh, how it will look like after it's finished without even, you know, uh, just like time lapses goes all the way to the future and they can see what it's going to look like. I love that. Today is a lot easier yeah. with, uh, using these technologies. And so but, you, oh, go ahead. Go, but please. in the past was difficult and especially but then people cannot visualize how it's going to look like 
then they uh, attempt to their comfort zone and they want to see whatever everybody else is doing and then I'm right. gonna that makes perfect sense and so talk to us then you know expand that just a little bit more about how you bring philosophy and psychology into that process to create that harmony functionality and beauty in the okay. home uh, modernism when they been introduced to our history uh, they, they didn't realize the value of uh, thinking of what is the climate is going to do around when we are I'm building a house uh, they said okay you know what the old system is not going to work anymore we cannot build only bungalow bung, uh, one story building and everything we have to uh, stacking building mm -hmm. on top of each other making multiple levels and uh, that doesn't really require thinking of where it's going to be built. It's going to be built in cold climate, or it's going to be built in a warmer climate. Is in Texas? Is in Canada? Is in uh, Australia? The climates are different in every uh, location, and there's something else in the air that we cannot feel it. We cannot see it. The energy in the wall. It's different in every location. That's why it makes people in some different uh, geographic area different. There are some people are full energetic. There's right. some areas people are laid back. Right. And what is that? That's energy of the earth and the, the energy that exists in the water that we consume. Mm. So okay. these, like for example, in Persia, when you check the the, the the architecture in north is different than in south in the the, the, uh, the middle, because of each location had their different climate, and as a result, they develop different architecture. But right. in the modern life, we are not doing that anymore. We are just building boxes. If it's yeah. cold, we add a heater. If it's warm, we add a chiller. Yeah. So. The building doesn't really have to do a whole lot. As a result of that, we are just trying to evolve our building code every five, 10 years mm. to make the mistakes that we made originally by adapting a, a modernism with our, our and the technology our building to compensate that. Because I remember 1998 when the building code was exist, it couldn't work, and uh, because of there was uh, lots of leaky condos or leaky buildings, because it didn't it, it didn't work at the way that it's supposed to. Now the building code changed because of the result of those uh, lack of knowledge, scientists, right. technologists, and uh, building professionals are learning this philosophies by making the mistake and who's paying for that mistakes you and me as a consumer it sounds to me like like we could call you the architect of the future <laughs> no as a matter of fact using the past <laughs> using our ancient knowledge like feng shui or there's so many uh i mean of course some of these ones a little bit uh superstitious but there is all physics and knowledge behind that when you learn when you learn about feng shui and see how it works why they create that it worked it was working for china or that area and that climate 2000 years ago 
it works today as well, but you have to learn how to implement it with, without thinking too much uh, superstitious. You have to take the superstitious away from it and learn what logic was behind that philosophy. And then you can use it properly to create an ambiance in your living space that makes you happy and healthy. I love that. I love that. That's well said, sir. <laughs> we have come to the part of our show where I like to ask you three specific questions that our audience knows that we're going to ask. So um, let's dive into those questions. All right. The first question is, can you tell us about a leadership principle that has served you well in your personal and professional life? I can say um, respect and uh, appreciation. Um, see, we all living in a different mindset. And mm -hmm. I don't know what is happening in your mind. See, today's working environment become more virtual. It's so hard to work in the same place. And it's because of that, even it become more difficult to, to communicate. Miscommunication or misunderstanding become more common. Uh, right. So when we respect each other and understand everybody has some values to offer and not to do not to do so much of micromanagement, mm -hmm. just ask for the result. Of course, there's guidance requires. You cannot just ask to a person design a, a spaceship for you without giving them the guidance and right. the, the, the training, but you got to give them the space as well. I completely agree. Leadership is not micromanagement. I 100% agree with that. Um, very good. So... I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that you are passionate about what you do. Is that correct? I love it, yes. I, uh, <laughs> uh, it's more than a, more than a job for me. It's yeah. just my hobby. This is, this is your purpose and your passion. So tell us, how has following your purpose and passion and pursuing that, how has that impacted the success of your business? We talked about in the very beginning of the interview about when you're not doing that, how it, you know, it's just a job, it's just, you know, you, you lose that motivation. So when you switched and started really, you know, when you got the coaching and you really started pursuing your purpose and passion, how has that impacted the success of your business? See, uh, at the end of the day, all of my life, I wanted to add value to my uh, clients. And uh, there are times that unknowingly, I was not aware of how I'm adding value or I was not able to present my values. But after coaching, I learned how, how I can teach them the value that I'm offering. Sometimes you have a diamond gold, but you don't really appreciate it. Yeah. But until, until somebody knows or somebody tells you that, hey, you're living, you're living on a diamond gold. And then, oh, yeah, okay, yes. Then you appreciate it. So this is exactly, you have to be able to open people's eyes that, hey, there are some values that you're offering here that it is important in their life, that this is basically in both directions. You are getting value from their, the, the work that you are offering to them, mm -hmm. and they're receiving a lot of value from you. So you have to get this 
the two-way highway uh, being communicated properly. Right. Very good. Third question. What is one strategy that you've used in your business to generate more profit? Perseverance and persistence. Mm. Uh, this is, I think, you know, regardless of how tough life can become, especially, uh, you know, when the crisis happens. Right. Um, if you really love what you do, I mean, I, I'm not against pivoting, but pivoting should be the way that can be in line with your passion. So when you really believe on what you are doing, you know, I'm not saying that, like, for example, when uh, uh, Ford introduces introduced the, the vehicles into New York's uh, city or uh, streets, um, all carriage holders get out of the job. They have to pivot. You cannot avoid right. the, the the changes. You cannot right. uh, eliminate the fact that if you're working in, in this industry that is not going to be lasting too long and you have, have to think in advance. For example, AI is coming up and mm -hmm. changing a lot of our uh, work environment. So, right. You got to think of what I can do to take my life, take my business, take my passion to the next level, that I can survive, thrive, and enjoy my life. Right. And that the pivot is is not doing a 180 from where you're at and what you want to achieve, but it's fine-tuning based on the current circumstances, fine-tuning your approach so that you can continue within your passion and bringing that value to folks, uh, but make the changes that are needed to be to continue to be successful, right? Awesome. Very good. So, Audio, we have come to the time in our show where our guests like to make an offer for our listeners. And you and I have talked a little bit about uh, something that you're doing that you'd like to share with them. Would you tell us about that? Sure. Um, as you know, I, I design homes. I, unfortunately, designing home cannot be accessible all around the world. Uh, it's uh, difficult. However, um, I by purchasing a book, um, I will proceed. I, I will uh, donate two dollars of the proceeds to local food banks that helps uh, people with which are having difficulties to feed their families. Uh, so this is the only thing that I can offer at the moment. Um, and I will be happy to share how to purchase the book. Awesome. So we'll put that in the show notes. Um, and so when when someone when anyone purchases your book, then you donate two dollars to the of the proceeds from that sale to the local food bank. Exactly. That's awesome. What a great gift to give back, and especially during these difficult times right yes. now. As we know, there are, I, th I read this morning that there are 2 million homes without power in Texas right now. I mean, oh, that's wow. just, I, I can't even, those numbers, I can't fathom those numbers. I don't know if they're accurate or not, but I mean, they certainly make you start to think. And and Texas is experiencing such a atypical or rather non-typical uh, yeah. cold 
front that they've actually, it, it, there's so much energy being consumed that we're having rolling blackouts to, to make sure that we're covering as much of the state as possible with power. And so um, it's it's been quite an interesting week uh, in Texas. So these things are occurring more, more often. So this makes... Yeah, and uh, around the, the world. We have to build our homes more energy efficient. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That is my passion as matter of fact. One of my passions is to build homes, uh, as many homes as possible. That is, I, they call it net zero. Right. House. That is uh, uh, basically uh, they are off grid. That's they, awesome. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Ario, this has been fun. I have enjoyed visiting with you. I have learned a lot. I hope our listeners have as well. And you've shared some wonderful business insights with them. As you know, most of our listeners are entrepreneurs. And so we're always wanting to share as much knowledge as we can to help them with their businesses. Awesome. Thank you. We, again, we'll post the show note or post all of the information about audio and about his book and, and how you can reach out to him. And we'll put that in the show notes. So thanks for joining us again today. Thank you you for being here, Audio. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, everyone. As you can see, all entrepreneurs experience challenges in business. It's been my experience, however, that with every challenge we solve, we create a new challenge. So let me ask. What's the biggest challenge in your business? Are you generating the profit that you desire? Do you know what systems you need in order to create more efficiency and profit in your business? Are you tired of working 60 plus hours a week and not seeing the returns or seeing your family? Are your relationships suffering because of this and the stress that you're experiencing? If this is you, I'd like to invite you to consider applying to participate in my mastermind program. This mastermind is for entrepreneurs who are already making $500,000 or more in revenue, but they're missing out on sufficient profit and time to live life on their own terms. As a result, their relationships are also suffering. They're looking for a more integrated lifestyle, knowing that work and life will never be balanced 50-50. As entrepreneurs, we know there will always be overlaps between our personal and professional lives but we can look at it from a holistic, more well-rounded approach to work and life. So this mastermind is not for you if you're too busy or too broke to invest in leverage for your business, or if you want to figure it out on your own again, and if you're not committed to reclaiming the most important relationships in your life. It is for you, however, if you're done reinventing the wheel and doing it the hard way, You understand that speed and ease equals income. You want to increase the speed of your income and profit. You want to add leverage into your business and be able to cultivate, strengthen, and renew great relationships in your life. If that's you, then complete my mastermind application. Secure an appointment with me by making a refundable $1,000 deposit and then scheduling a call to discuss whether or not you're a good fit for this mastermind. The link is bit.ly forward slash mastermind qualifying. That's bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash mastermind qualifying. 
This will be a no pressure call. We simply visit to assess whether or not this mastermind is the right tool for you at this time. If it is, great, we'll get you signed up. If it's not, we'll refund your deposit and we can discuss other options if you'd like. I look forward to seeing you on the call. Have you ever thought of how you can use virtual reality in your business? Well, my next guest has. Virtual reality is the new way to immerse your business onto a platform that makes real, real again. Beverly Zymet and her team have taken the gaming platform and turned it into a business where you connect in real time, in real offices, boardrooms, training centers, over lunch, or wherever your imagination can take you. Join me and my guest, Beverly Zymet, as we explore the business of virtual reality. Mm -hmm.